So, you know, during this uh, retreat, we're going to work with the four foundations of mindfulness. They are really the core teachings of the, yeah, of the early Buddhist teaching. And I'm sure you've all heard about them. The first one being the body, second one, feelings, third one, mind states, and the fourth one, um, the contemplation of uh, different lists of phenomena. The body is kaya in Pali, feelings is vedana, mind states is chitta, and phenomena is dhammas. The word dhamma with a capital D is the teaching of the Buddha, or it's also, the word can also be translated, for example, as nature or laws of nature. And dhamma with a lowercase d means simply phenomena or things, compounded things. And uh, for example, in, in, the, in the Thai language, the word dhamma is, is used as a, on a daily basis. For example, the word um, natural in Thai means dhamma chat. So it's, it's part of the languages which come from the Sanskrit. And Pali is a, is a very uh, powerful word, really, because it means that everything you know, arises out of nature and goes back to nature. Our bodies are no exception. And our feelings, mind states, and all phenomena arising out of nature and going back to nature. And, you know, the Buddha's teaching is uh, a set of, you know, different pointers which help us to see that more clearly. The Buddha's teaching is not telling us what it is, but it's giving us different instructions or technologies, you could say, so we can see for ourselves what it is. It's prescriptive rather than descriptive. So you find out through paying attention in that way as the teaching is you know, guiding us. By doing that, this wisdom and this understanding arises as a natural result because we're simply paying attention to the laws of nature in a way which you know, allows them to reveal themselves to us. Normally, you know, we are so caught up that we don't have this uh, wider perspective and then we are just kind of you know, operating according to those laws, but we are not aware of it. And because of that, you know, we experience suffering and dissonance and stress. But if we really get to know those laws of nature and how they work, and we align ourselves accordingly, then this stress, the suffering, starts to slowly decrease. And, you know, and someone who is completely realized would still experience all of those laws of nature, including having pain and other experiences, but there wouldn't be that suffering on top of it because it's understood for what it is. So that's pointers, you know, which the Buddha has given us, and we have to look in that way. If, if pointing towards something, if we don't turn towards it and look, we'll never know. And the four foundations of mindfulness are basically, you know, like a, a framework how these uh, laws of nature can be 
recognized for what they are. And today I'd like to start you know, with a guidance in the first foundation of mindfulness, the body. That's really what grounds us in the present moment because the body is of course always in the present moment, it can't be anywhere else. So as soon as we are connecting with the body in this simple yet profound way, we are in the present moment, we are grounding ourselves in our experience. And, you know, and then our true nature reveals itself as nature. We are not separate from nature. And you know, all of the elements which make up our bodies, they are around in this universe since the Big Bang. They have been recycled countless times. And at this point in time, they are in our body. And as we know, you know, the elements which make up our body, they are kind of about for seven years, you know, they stay, and then the whole body is completely replaced by different elements because there's a constant exchange happening through breathing, eating, <coughs> washing, going to the bathroom, constant exchange happening with our environment. And it's an amazing um, process which happens, you know, all by itself. There's a vast intelligence at work. And we can, you know, become aware of that by turning towards the experience and um, following the guidance of the Buddha. And, you know, over time, uh, uh, this identification and detachment starts to set in, you know. We are starting to understand on a visceral level you know, this body is not me, this body is not mine, it's not myself, it's just laws of nature operating. And through, you know, attending in the way how I will give the guidance in a few minutes, this understanding starts to bubble up in us, slowly but surely through repetition. So we're just starting by, you know, becoming aware of the body, sitting and simply breathing in and breathing out, like whole body awareness. And, you know, in the scriptures he said we're paying attention in a, in a very kind of open and receptive way. Like, if we would look into a bag where there's different grains, like grains of rice and grains of barley, grains of wheat, and just, you know, seeing, oh, this is wheat, this is barley, this is rice. We don't get worked up about that. Just seeing it. Or sometimes it's also explained like uh, a shepherd looking after his sheep after you know the harvest has been brought in so he can be quite spacious you know he doesn't have to prevent the animals to eat the grain he just has to pay attention they can just do as they please but he's just making sure that they don't run away for too far just you know giving a spacious attention to what's happening
So, you know, being aware of the body sitting and pressing in and pressing out. That's the main practice. And as whenever we notice the mind wanders off into thinking about something, past and future, hopes and fears, as soon as we notice it, we just come simply back to the body sitting and breathing in and breathing out. And then we start by, you know, paying attention to the anatomical parts of the body. That's one way how we can contemplate the body. And just simply paying attention to three different things. The, and I will guide you through that. The skin, the flesh and the bones. And, and we start on the start with the head and just becoming aware of the skin of the head. Just by simply turning your, your awareness towards the sensation of the skin. Might be very subtle only, but just knowing there's a skin. Then we are sweeping or scanning down from the head to the neck. Then to one shoulder. Skin. Then upper arm. lower arm <coughs> and hand. The other shoulder. 
upper arm lower arm and hand and the torso the one hip upper leg lower leg and foot and the other hip upper leg lower leg and foot and then we start to pay attention to the flesh we start with one foot lower leg upper leg and hip and the other foot lower leg upper leg and hip then a torso and one shoulder upper arm lower arm and hand and then the other shoulder upper arm lower arm 
and hand. Then the neck. And the head. And then the last part is paying attention to the bones, starting with the big bone of the skull. shoulder upper arm lower arm And hand and then the bones of the other shoulder bones of the torso, the spine and the rib cage. And one hip. Upper leg. Very big bone. lower leg and foot and then the other hip Upper leg, lower leg, and the other foot. 
And then we can just come back again to the whole body. And just being aware of all three of them at once, the skin, flesh and bones. Just like grains, three different kinds of grains in a bag. They're just there without any extra story. Just seeing it in a, in a quite detached way for what it is. Nature operating in a very <coughs> mysterious and amazing way. we can't control it. There's nothing particularly fascinating about it in, in the sense of beauty. It's just what it is, skin, flesh and bones. So just holding these three body parts at once in awareness. It is a very simple version. In the chanting books which we brought along there is a contemplation where I think it's the body parts are over 30 body parts which are you know, listed in this chant. But even, you know, doing those three is enough to give you a taste of this kind of meditation. And it really helps to still the mind and uh, Clarify the mind. And brings this sense of detachment. In, in, a, in a culture where we have been, you know, where we are 
brought up with a great concern to beautify the body and keep it you know, as young as possible for as long as possible. And as whole industries have sprung up around this. That can help us, you know, to come back into balance. And then there's a second way how we can look at the body in terms of the four elements. And, you know, the guidance goes from the more gross elements to the more subtle ones, starting with earth element, water element, fire element, and air element. And we start again on the top of the head, just becoming aware of the earth element in terms of the bones, for example. The bone of the skull, the teeth, the hardness. And if you don't know what hardness is, you just put your teeth together like that. That's what it's meant, that's earth element. This hardness gives structure. And we can connect with it through the bones. And 
just again you're scanning from the top of the head recognizing hardness in the bones the neck the bone there then both shoulders earth element upper arms lower arms the hands the torso the spine and the ribcage the hips upper legs lower legs and the feet earth element internally and earth element externally is no difference, they're exactly the same if we don't eat for one or two months, we can't sustain this body. We need to constantly you know, take in earth element and let go of earth element in order to keep this body going. There's a constant interchange happening with the whole cosmos. This body is a process, not a thing. And through this contemplation, we start to recognize this truth. By simply experiencing the earth element in this way, next we can look at the water element and we can recognize the water element if we experience the flesh again the flesh is earth element mixed up with water element and there's these different liquids which are in the flesh the blood lymph and different other liquids And if we don't you know, take in liquid for about a week, we cannot live. So there's a constant exchange happening as well. You can just become aware of the flesh, starting with the feet again.
the lower legs. the upper legs the hips the torso both shoulders upper arms lower arms and the hands the neck the head and water element internally and water element externally is exactly the same the water in the oceans the rivers lakes the rain it's exactly the same water as the water which makes up our bodies the tears the blood lymph mucus or those different liquids. There's a constant recycling, a constant exchange happening. And if we don't add water for more than a week, we, we cannot live because water evaporates constantly. It's a very clear way how we can see this process nature of the body. The compactness of the body as a thing just starts to fall apart through this contemplation. And the body is still there but it is not there in the way we think it is. And then we can look at the fire element. And we can, you know, recognize the fire element by, for example, the heat in your mouth the heat under your arms or just also like the warmth of the skin where the skin meets the air here in the room you can feel the difference so we can again start at the top of the head just noticing the temperature of the skin and then sweeping down to the neck and the two shoulders 
upper arms. And feel the heat under your upper arms. Lower arms. And the hands, the palms of the hands can be quite hot sometimes. The torso, the food is digesting in the stomach, produces a lot of heat. Through you know, the food we eat, we take in the energy of the sun and make it available for the body. And the hips. The upper legs. The lower legs. And the feet. So again, we are in constant exchange, really, with the heat which we receive from the sun by taking in food or just the sun itself or if we are you know heating rooms with different uh, fuels like oil or gas or coal which is different ways of you know bringing sunlight into the house ancient sunlight captured in, in oil, captured in coal. So if we don't you know, add this heat to the body in terms of taking in some kind of fuel, the body cannot live. There has to be a constant exchange. It's the fire element. Internally and fire element externally, exactly the same. Then the last of the four elements we are contemplating today is, is the air element. Easiest seen, of course, in, in the breathing. And also for all which moves in the body, all of the you know, exchanges which are happening constantly. The blood is pumped around the body. That's the air element working with the water element. We can again start at the feet.
if you breathe in, you can feel you know, the motion going through the whole body. If you really pay attention to it. Then the lower legs. Just the sense of aliveness. Upper legs. And the hips. The torso. With every breath, there is a movement going through. Shoulders. Upper arms. Lower arms. And hands. The neck. And the head. And air element internally and air element externally is exactly the same. And the air element has gone through countless bodies and what we breathe out, the trees and the plants breathe in and what we breathe in, that's what the plants and the trees breathe out. There's a constant exchange happening and if we don't breathe for one or two minutes we cannot live and these elements you know which are floating around in the cosmos since 14 billion years or more, we can't control them. But all phenomena which we can, you know, pay witness to our bodies and this building, and the food we have been eating for lunch and everything else arises out of these elements which are you know, coming together in certain shapes and forms for a time and then disband again and re-arise again in a different way. And our form, the form of our bodies is no exception. And this uh, meditation is a skillful means to remember that. Or rather, you know, to kind of uh, 
nurture that perception. And it helps us to kind of disidentify with the body and seeing what it really is, it's part of nature. And it's not belonging to anybody. But it is a... We are guests in this uh, form. We can use it for our practice, for our life. But at one point we have to just let it go, give it back to nature. Because its true nature is nature. So those different, those two different contemplations, help us, you know, to kind of arrive at a healthy detachment and disidentification with the body. We look after it as good as we can. But we also know that we can't really control it. We are very dependent on our environment in order to keep it going. And whatever you know we throw into the environment, it's going to come back into our bodies. It's a very complex system. And we are part of it. <coughs> it's a very amazing opus which is happening right before our eyes every moment. just need to pay attention. It's a very simple yet very profound practice. Also in this time you know, of increasing awareness about climate change, it helps us to 
understand in a visceral way, you know, that this earth is our body. You know, when we kind of connect with the truth, is uh, very sobering. And amazing at the same time. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.